Hey everyone, John Millen, and it's uh, Friday, a little bit before one o'clock. Wanted to give you uh, do a quick podcast on, um, and this came up, <clears throat> I don't know, in a conversation or an email I had with somebody, exactly remember where, but the the question that was posed to to us as a company and, and to me as well was, you know, why should we listen to you guys? Um, you know, what, what makes you unique? What makes you special? Why should we really trust what you have to say is any good? And it's a really valid point because there's so much BS going on right now in the in the business world and community world of consulting and advising. And the thing that cracks me up is, at least on LinkedIn, people designate themselves as experts. I'm like, are you freaking kidding me? You think you're the expert? And then I look at their their tenure with the, the job they're in now, the role they're in now, it's like two years, three years, four years, five years. You don't become an expert in four years. It takes 10,000 hours or seven years of consistent practice to reach even the, the possibility of being a master at something, an expert at something. 10,000 hours, seven years. I learned that from a mentor a long time ago. Look it up. So it just is, it kills me when people designate themselves as expert and then they've been with four different companies in 12 years and you don't become an expert by, by hitting different companies. You become an expert by staying where you are in your lane and mastering it. Um, I don't think I'm an expert in anything related to benefits. I think I'm really good at some things, right? But I'm always learning. I learned today. Uh, with one of my broker partners I'm working with. I learned today because I'm open-minded. I'm like, I don't know everything. The minute I start thinking I'm an expert, I'm in trouble because now I got to act like an expert and I got to put it out there. So just a, that's a little sidetrack. So they said, you know, why do we, why should we listen to you? What, what makes you guys unique? And here's what, here's what came to mind. One is perspective and two is certainty perspective and certainty so perspective means at least the way I'm thinking of it because of your experiences you look at things maybe a little differently based on the experiences that you've had that's kind of what I the way I look at it that's my thought certainty is different than confidence confidence is arrogance right can be about yourself but when I have certainty about something, I have, I have confidence and belief that it will help you. And it's based on perspective. And it's based on experience. So, I don't know if you caught that, but I think it's a real important distinction. Because sometimes people can be viewed as being arrogant or cocky. And to me... That's when they take confidence to another level, but it's about them. When someone says, man, you're really certain about that, that is the best compliment I can ever receive. Because what it has, what they've told me is, John, you have studied this so much and you, and you have vetted it and you have practiced it and researched it so much that you think this is in my best interest. So you have a lot of certainty to help me. It's huge. It's huge to, to focus on that. And I said, okay, but how do you get that? And I said, you know, I've been thinking about this. And, I, and since I started doing these podcasts, I'm like, when you and your team 
talk one-on-one, face-to-face, with employees, and you do that 10,000 times or more, you gain perspective and certainty. I mean, it's almost profound. When I thought about it, I'm like, that's it. Why do I have perspective? It's not because I studied all the different companies and read all the journals, although that helps. Why do I have certainty? It's not because I have to or else I don't pay my mortgage because pa- we're past that stage, right? I didn't have certainty the first day. I developed certainty, but I developed it because we have counseled employee benefit sessions. And what that means is at the workplace, over the phone, or via virtual co we have talked to at least 10,000 employees in our career about various types of benefits, whether it's the entire benefit package, all their medical, dental, vision, everything um, supplemental, or maybe it's just one supplemental plan. Maybe it's just a life insurance plan or an identity theft plan or pet insurance, whatever it is. We've had that many interactions. And, you know, we've done it. When I, when I look back and do some research in our CRM, it's with almost every industry. So, you know, it's, it's, it's blue collar. It's white collar. It's gray collar. It's no collar. <laughs> some of the tech companies. No collar t-shirts, right? It's um, all salary ranges. You know, we were working with Shoney's. Some of the employees at Shoney's, Cat and D's, a couple years ago, they were making, you know, seven dollars an hour. And some of my clients, some of the people make over a hundred thousand dollars on average. So it's all salary ranges. It's also across different geographic parts of the country: New York, New Jersey, Maryland, Virginia, West Virginia, South Carolina, North Carolina, Tennessee, Illinois. Um, probably even out a few, but you know, we're I'm thinking we're pockets, big pockets of our clients reside. And then they have employees that live, you know, around the country when we talk to them virtually. So you can't get that you can't have that experience within without in that process having some ahas. Oh now I see. Or oh my god. Now I get it. Or what the you know, you, you have those experiences and it creates this perspective and certainty about what we're doing. So I just wanted to share that. I think this may be sounding really stupid to you guys, but to me, I was like, whoa, this is deep. And, and, I'm, and I'm not purposely trying to make it deep. It's just like, why, why do we, why do we, why do I know? Um, here's an example. Why do I know? That, um, oh man, there's so many. Why do I know an accident plan is good for someone even though they have an HSA account? Okay? Why would you buy insurance when you have HSA money that you're putting away to cover your deductible or your employer is even giving you money? Why would you do that? Because insurance is leverage. Because when you break your leg and you owe $6,500 to your medical plan and you've only paid $20 a month for it, that's a good use of your money. You know, Or you have to blow through your entire $6,000 of HSA account money, if you even have it, which most employees don't. 
like the average is 1500 so that's an example after talking to people with all kinds of health plans and all kinds of variations and different type of carriers on accident and different levels of coverage you get to a point where you're like you need to have this accident plan whether you have an hsa or not it will turbocharge the hsa because it'll allow you to save those dollars with pennies of insurance you could did you catch that you're saving dollars with pennies that's the value of, of insurance it's leverage so um i just thought i'd share that with everybody i thought it was really cool as i was piecing some of this stuff together that um i kind of made that connection so hopefully it'll help hopefully you have perspective and certainty and if you don't that's okay i mean i don't have it i don't have it in everything i do in my life i mean i work at it but there's probably some things where you're like i i really have good perspective on this thing and i have great certainty on this thing and here's why like don't just tell me oh i'm really confident about this okay tell me why you're certain same thing no it's not why do, I, why do you think I need it? It's easy for you to t- talk about why you think it's great, but for you, for you to twist it around and say, this is why I think it make, helps you, that's a whole other ball game. So hope that helps. Have a great day.